Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. Well, that means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's go. So we are not uh, recording in our usual uh, you guys in Arlington, me in Charlottesville arrangement this week. Yes. We went further south and warmer. Yeah, we decided that uh, we needed a slight change of pace, so uh, just for the purposes of recording this episode of this podcast, <laughs> yeah. uh, we took a trip to New Orleans yeah, and are, are recording it from my childhood home. Yeah, we we made we made Max get on a Southwest flight, which was which was an experience for him. <laughs> oh, that unfortunately, I have to take another one home. Uh, which reminds me that we have to check into our flight in you know fifty minutes so that we're not uh, in C block. Well, no, not C block. God damn. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not taking Southwest all the way back, so oh. I get a much more traditional. Oh. Experience. I booked my flights separately. I just did two one ways. Oh, okay, that's that's well, endeavoring endeavoring man there. Um, no, but we've we've had we've had a good time. I think we've we've had uh, some things too much and and most <laughs> other things the appropriate amount. Um, I mean, typically hurricane season runs <laughs> from about June until November, uh, but really. It's whenever you make it a certain way down Bourbon Street. Yes. Uh, so hurricane season uh, hit our particular part of town on uh, March 16th. <laughs> uh, no, please don't pour one out on my floor, uh, on my parents' floor. Um, so that's not really what we're here to talk about today, though. Uh, we, we could probably spend hours talking just about the food we've eaten. Yes, we could. Um, but I, I think you have something else for us to talk about, yes? Yeah, well, okay, so so Max, you you were on, uh, you said Bloomberg yesterday? Was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday, yeah. Uh, and you showed this to me. Now, what did you find? Uh, it was a, a guy who had made a, a human-sized hamster wheel that he kind of put his desk into so a hamster wheel desk so like the next iteration of a treadmill desk because he said uh sitting is the new smoke so apparently a standing desk is the new you know <laughs> is the new sitting I, now admittedly i've heard i've heard mixed things about how oh good God. standing desks are but i think maybe and this is more what we're going to talk about is but that's how certain people want to have their their desk situation be. Are you? I'm looking at the hamster wheel desk. Oh, yeah. he's, he's looking. It's at insane. It. Oh yeah, it's. But silly. It, but I think the the point is is that's how someone feels like they would work best, and and I think we're really talk- <laughs> which is ridiculous it, to even consider. Yeah. It, it is. Can you imagine trying to do your work in a hamster wheel. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine. There are times it's hard to do work standing up. Yeah. I, uh, there, there, there are times where it's hard to do work. Period. Doesn't really matter where it where I am. Good but, point. But as far as the standing goes, goes, Sean, you had a standing desk for a little bit, correct? I currently at my office. I have a. Uh, so the way my office is set up is 
it's an open floor plan. We have sort of rows of connected desks that we we call them pods, um, and, and most of them are standing height, um, and we have like tall chairs, yeah, so that we can sit or stand. Some people have taken the initiative to lower their desks yeah. down to sort of normal desk level, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the overwhelming majority of folks do some sort of split between standing and sitting when they're at work. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that um, you know, for me, I think I've worked at the most, the most varied kind of stuff. I, I started in kind of like a bench open area type mm-hmm. thing. I was fine, but immediately moved over into like a cube situation. And the next place I was at, I was in a, I was in a room, like a, a what would be a, an office. Maybe you could put two people in it, but really would generally be one person's office. And there were four, sometimes five of us in there. And granted, part of it that did with the nature of the work and how much we were there. We basically lived in that room for a period of months. Um, some people still years. Uh, you know, and I've come back to what I think I've seen a lot of, or I, I kind of get in this, is almost a hybrid of that open, open area. And, you know, you can put something to stand on it. It's very versatile is sort half, like half cubes where you can see if you stand up, Max, you actually pointed out, we were talking before, you can see if you can see everyone, if you're standing up, but you're still kind of in an enclave a little bit, like you've, you've got that around, but Max, you seem to think that that cubes are are the thing, and they're they're coming back. Like, what? Where are you? Where where are you interpreting this? I just know there was a kind of a push for all the open space, yeah, work. Um, you know, maybe out of Silicon Valley or or elsewhere, yeah, where they kind of set the precedent. And then I'm under the impression that the personal space mm-hmm. is is on its way back. People are realizing that uh, workers like to have a, a personal space they can call home. Well, you work in two pretty different situations as far as your... your I, desk, I do, yeah. desk space is kind of weird. I feel like your work area. Um, you know, what you have one that's a pretty traditional cube, right? Yeah, traditional. And yeah. then and then what's your other situation? It's sort of... I used, You mentioned a bench. I don't yeah. know what that is exactly, but I get the feeling it's probably the same. It's like a... Yeah, what, what we had was... Um, you know, there was there was a wall that divided, and there were people on that side and people on this side, and we all had like you know you had your own plug, and I think if I remember correctly, there had monitors that you could connect to, but it was just like there were stations almost. So it's kind of just there. like one row around, like for everyone. Yeah, ba- basically. Okay. Yeah, so so it was just a a long desk, and then on either side, and there was a divider. You know, you had power cord. Um, monitor connect to and mm. there would be one next to you but there was no dividing between you and me um okay that's so that's interesting because i would say that with my situation right now actually kind of splits the difference between the open collaborative thing but we also i would say we still have personal space we have you know the the our our desks are all sort of connected as part of one structure yeah. but we have like low walls I mean it's maybe you know as you're sitting down a few inches above the 
you know, above the surface unless yeah. you move down to seated height. Yeah. But, you know, that that's that allows people to keep some knickknacks and that sort of stuff, you know, have have some level of personalization. And I think that that's kind of how we get started on this topic is just yeah. talking about the 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 different seating options available and what they I guess what they say about uh, culture like what you know what your company values what you're supposed to value as an employee what you're supposed to strive for so so I think that for both of you, I, I don't know what your situation is like at your, you know, your your client site, essentially, Max. Um, but for me, um, I work in two different places every week, and it's not always consistent. And they're they're hoteling spaces, essentially. Mm-hmm. So for me to personalize my space is is very very difficult, and is kind of not not worthwhile. That said. I don't I don't feel like I'm losing that much because that's not necessarily what makes my my space more enjoyable to work at for me. But having a coffee mug at it would be I I did have I did have a file cabinet that I had a key to and I put a coffee mug there. Yeah. That was but that was more like this is better than always throwing the cup away. Like I I kind of right. felt like that was that was dumb. Um have you personalized your space that you're that is yours at work, Max? At the client site or in my no? Well, I mean, either, 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 probably a little bit of both. Um, certainly, my cubicle is yeah, it's got a lot of tea in it and a mug warmer and things like that. A mug Some wa- photos, a mug warmer. Yeah, it's like one of those horrible little um, Chinese yeah. fire starting appliances that they sell. <laughs> Okay, so it's definitely a fire hazard. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's this little tiny hot plate that you put a you can put a mug on and it'll keep it hot, um, like your coffee or your tea. I was or you ask, can accidentally like leave it on. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask like a tiny hot plate, but I thought <laughs> no way, that's too ridiculous. Turns yeah. out that's exactly what it is. Yeah, it just is on or off, and it keeps your keeps your tea or coffee hot if you can't drink it fast enough for it to be hot <laughs> on its own. Okay, um, I have one of those. I got a bunch of teas, pictures. And what about trophies? And what about in in Boston? In Boston, I have uh, a couple things, but very little, like a bag of chips, maybe some old paperwork. <laughs> it's definitely my space. It has a yeah, tag I on guess, it, yeah, and then it says "Do it" because that's the the department I work in. Yeah, and I wrote just above it and drew a really poor Nike swoosh, <laughs> and then, so that's kind of my level of personalization. And, People have commented. I mean, on that's that, that's. But, uh, uh, and then I have a big Patriot sign, but most people do. They were given away for free. Uh, They're from the Boston Globe, so yeah. I, was, I was good with it. That's. I mean, it's decidedly more than than I have. It's, yeah. And it's it's almost in my office, unless you do have a name tag, guess. But I know people yes. that that hotel and they still put up personal stuff in there. Yeah. It. it, it that well, face. The hotel for like a, one day at a time. They'll usually have that space, but it's still a hoteling space. So it's like. Hoteling oh, and the yeah. pictures. It's like, well, this is an unnamed space. If if someone else happens to be in it, which does happen, obviously, it's and, very weird. Yeah, and we should maybe clarify for people. I, I didn't understand what hotel oh, was until okay. very recently. It's where you don't have a fixed space. You actually have to sort of reserve, reserve. Yeah, reserve. And you desk check space. in, and you can get auto bumped. It's it becomes 
in an office that gets pretty crowded on certain days, it becomes very contentious sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because if you if you show up 30 minutes late, this happened before, like, I'll check in, but I'll have a meeting. So I show up 30 minutes late, and then someone gets really snooty about it. It's like, if you looked on the app that they have actually created just for hoteling, um, yeah, uh, you would know that, no, that's my seat today. I have a name tag with, with my space, and... Uh... Yeah. And there's a little certificate yeah. that says I completed some some stupid thing I had to do. And every time I'm up there, I move it like an inch or so to the left. <laughs> so it's been slowly but surely like getting behind the other guy's face. I find it funny. <laughs> um, but so in terms of in terms of uh, those questions about company culture, I think hoteling touches on an important thing. Who makes the decision to hotel? Because I'm willing to bet it's not you and your fellow employees. Uh, we so so because we were we go to a client site and we are there and I've been I've been there four days a week before like that's mm-hmm. that's been a thing always been my work site. As a team, you end up sitting around one another, which and what, right. But what I mean is that. This is not a decision that oh. the employees of Deloitte no. made saying, this is going to be the best arrangement for us. Correct? Yeah. No. It's, it is, it is something that is the, at the, the employer level decides that this is the way to do right. it. Now, I think that it's kind of a thing that is in vogue now because it is not the first place I've been that, that did it. Um, the idea is, is you have people that are working at different places all the time. I mean, there's some days where I go to both, both locations or whatever, and it allows for a lot of meeting space. So if you want to have a meeting with multiple people, it's really better for that. It's, it's a home base, but they don't necessarily expect you to spend all your time there. Sure. Yeah. And my office has the same thing. I just, I happen to work on a client site where I have to fly, so I'm not going to be back and forth, but most of my coworkers are Tend to be tend to be back and mm-hmm. forth. So we have a space that's like my cube, and then there's six other cubes, and all of those are just sort of open for hoteling purposes. Okay. We, we don't have an app because we don't need one. We don't have enough employees for it to be an issue. <laughs> but it, it's the same exact space where you, there's a space with outlets and a monitor, and people come in. And uh, one employee has tended to leave some some personal things in one of the spaces, which is interesting because they're not there very often. Like like, um, like gym clothes. <laughs> Uh, no, I guess it's not really, it's more utilitarian personal stuff. It's like coffee creamers and sugars and stuff. Yeah, it's not that weird. <laughs> but. Yeah, but what, so what I think, I think what you said about, you know, you're both, for both of you, yours is a, is an industry where people are out of the office a lot. They're yeah. working at other places. And so I, I can understand how. In that scenario, an arrangement like hoteling makes sense. For me, where I travel to a, a client, I don't know, twice a year, maybe, really, maybe only once. Yeah. You know, that for me, if my employer were to say, all right, we're going to start doing hoteling, that would signal a, a very big sort of values shift away from 
you know, providing a... a I guess I see it as a bad working environment because I operate a little differently, because I have a different... Because I have a different personal work style, because my company operates a little differently. We do different stuff. Um, So, like, when I think about hoteling, it's very easy for me to think about it purely from the perspective of, well, this is just a company trying to cut down on its rent bill at the, you know, perhaps to the detriment of its employees. I... I don't know that it does because I think, again, I'm basing this as where I've been and the places I've seen things, but they do this hoteling thing. It's like, well, if you're going to come to our main office, it's really nice. We have this. We have these nice meeting spaces. If you need it, we have catering stuff. As opposed to if it was just a block of normal offices that that people worked in every day. I don't know. I'd be interested. I, I think that it becomes a, a selling point and then as you as you start using it, day to day if your work style is more like this is my central location i'm not traveling mm-hmm. you might want something a little more permanent i, I can understand sure. that um but for me all it's really done for me is that it's like this is the space where i am but a lot of my work is so collaborative working with other people anyways mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not standing around i'm not at my desk that much especially if i'm actually doing work if i'm browsing the internet I might be on my desk or my space. Yes, Max. So I've thought of something interesting, which is what necessarily locks people into their workspace. The only thing I can really think of, there's there's two things. There's desktop computers and there's desk phones. So I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that, Pierce, you don't have either of those things. So I don't have desktop, and it's interesting you mentioned desks phone, desk phones. When we when we log in if we're home telling to or we check in we put our badges you know to enter the doorway um before what it would and that was the way you could tell that you were checked into your desk is your your personal phone number um not your cell phone because we have cell phones would show up on the desk phone they recently did away with the desks phone desk phones um which makes sense because you you can use your computer to do all your calls or your cell phone um uh, and actually have you know Skype and be able to watch something or whatever. I kind of like the desk phone. They still have those. They're just in like actual offices, like enclosed spaces. Um, but yeah, I have neither. But I'm also of the belief, and I think that this is kind of what it, you know what it all leads to is more and more people can work from anywhere. So I'd rather really have freedom to at least, and a lot of this work freedom to work wherever I want. Um, and I think that's kind of like hoteling is like a middle step to that because it's eventually like if you don't have to come here, don't come here. Yeah, but the, well, okay. So two two sort of notable things from that. One, uh, saying that increasingly you can do your work from anywhere. That's very job dependent. It is, but if you don't have the two things Max just said, you're, you're kind of already. It, it's that's true. I don't actually. I don't have either of those things either. Uh, but I also think there's another thing which can be present in hotel scenarios, but that's multiple monitors. Like I, I need to have multiple things open basically all the time, every day. So working from a laptop screen is kind of a pain in the ass. Um, so my, 
I know that my space is where I have my docking station and my monitors. Um, but I, I was laughing because you said MySpace. Oh, ho, ho. hey Tom. Um, but we use Skype for Business as our phone system. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I can do my work from other places. Um, uh, but I, you know, I like, I, I like being able to go into the office every day and know that I've got people that I sit around and those are the people that I can sort of have conversations with, uh, while we're at our desks and, you know, that, that's good. Um, I, I think I don't value working uh, working from home as much as you guys do because I know that with how I work, I'm terrible at working from home. I tend to get very little done, um, you know, despite, despite my best efforts. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's not quite as, as valuable to me. Um, but the other thing is, oh god, I wish I could remember what you closed on. Uh, oh, I said if well, I mentioned if you don't need to be here, don't come here. That's that's the one. Um, that again is not so much a, a a person saying I don't need to be here, so I'm going to work from home, as it is an employer saying. Eh, you know, it might be better for us if you didn't come in and use our resources while you're in the office. I, I think, but, so I think there's something there. I see where you're coming from, from the employer side, is we don't need to have that space available. Um, you know, can we try to convince people not to come in? A lot of people don't want to come into the office. A, a lot of people, and there are people, and we're not of this time, uh, you know, they have... They have their own offices at home. They have mm-hmm. their own studies at home where they can go work. Or, you know, I work either on my couch or my kitchen table. I don't. I don't like working from home like three or four days in a row right now. But sure. it's just because I get more done a lot of my stuff when I'm meeting face to face with people, and that's mm-hmm. that's that's what it is. Um, so so I, I think that it's not so. You know, it, it's not so nefarious. It's really just like you. A lot of you don't like being here, anyways. So we're moving closer and closer to where you don't have to be here unless you unless you really need to be. And I I think that's okay. But I, I also am not. I don't know. Having a having a desk space, having a space, my workspace, and it be desked, so to speak, is is not what. That's not what drives me to to work best necessarily. I think I've been reading too much Hamilton Nolan. Why? Just general uh, employers employers bad workers good. Oh oh well yeah our our, our, our friend <laughs> uh, well treasure Hamilton Nolan. Your your socialist buddy Hamilton Nolan. Yeah. Um. It, yeah. I mean, it's I I I get that, and you know office especially in Arlington I mean Max is always out in Reston though Reston I think is is expensive in certain ways too because everyone's like oh let's go to Reston um office space sad people office well office space is really really expensive and so I I under I also understand why it's like let's have really 
let's have our showcase be really nice meeting rooms and facilities for when you're here, you know, once a month or once a week. Day to day, maybe it's not so great, but that's at least for the industry I'm in and to an extent Max is in, that that makes a lot more space. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> as far as the open floor plan, and this goes back a little bit to what we were talking about before, but I do wonder, and I think Max, you mentioned in passing, like, is it influenced by Silicon Valley? I think of where I used to work, and there were a bunch of developers who were working on code and, and actual development, and they tried to set up as much of an agile framework as possible. And I feel like that and that development type work is really conducive to more open seating when people are literally looking over your shoulder and being like, oh, that's that's right, that's wrong. But you might still need to be plugged into, I don't know, monitors that are stationary or something like that. Do you think that... I, I, don't, I don't know that I agree with your theory that we're going back to cubes, Max, but... I almost wonder if people are realizing these open workspaces were really great for that a particular subset of that industry, and now it's not working um, for for the, the broader group. I mean, have you do you consider that at all in your in your take? That that definitely could be the case. I mean, I don't do agile software development, but I, I totally understand where, what you're uh, what you're getting at. Those people can't really work from home. No, they, that's, they cannot. That's a, that's a team effort. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it all goes back to sort of what you're doing for work, because I, I tend to agree with Pierce that I see the them saying, you don't need to come in as more of a, a benefit. Say, oh, nice, I don't need to come in. And you see it as more of a... I mean, I think it could work. I think it could function either way. Yeah. Depending, it sort of depends on your point of view as... A worker, because like for me, if if I felt like my employer was trying to get me to work from home, I would not like that, because I work better in an office. I work better, you know, around. I work just. It was even the same way in college. Like I worked better around other people that are working. Mm-hmm. So I would. I think I would feel pushed out rather than like I were being afforded more freedom and flexibility. And that's interesting because there's actually places now, um, quite a few of them, that I would say are hoteling office spaces for temp workers. Yep. Um, I forget what the big company in in the Arlington area is. It starts with an R. Um, are you but, thinking of like the WeWork stuff? Is that what there's that there's I think it's Regex something like that. Um, there's these places where you can essentially rent out an office for a week or a month. Mm-hmm. Or however, oh, we have well, an we have a, uh, an employee who lives in um, North Carolina, and mm-hmm. he has one of those that he goes to every day. So he yeah. wanted to work in an office, and he's surrounded by other people who are working. Yeah, but they're doing totally different things for different companies. So I that's think the the WeWork one is like the the hip one where they have beer and foosball and stuff like that. What you're talking about is is more the traditional work. He's talking like rent a cube, yeah. <laughs> which is which I think that itself those are two those are two uh, you know things that provide similar goods, but in very one is a traditional sense, even if it's a cube, 
and then other is like oh hip new open space floor plan come work with creative people like yourself or whatever and here are all the the amenities kind of kind of deal um and i you know i i, I can see there could still be a young person who's like i prefer the the cube style space mm-hmm. you know i i like the yeah. enclosure and whatnot um i, I guess and this is a little slightly different but it, it's really i think my my ultimate question with this and as we're in these these different office cultures and they they mm-hmm. lead to something else there is this uh you know traditional old school idea of getting to the point where you have an office, specifically a corner office, but I feel like most of these places anymore, all the offices are on the interior uh, yeah. a, a lot of the times. Um, is that something that you feel like, and chances are we're not at our, our last employers ever. Um, we probably aren't. <laughs> you both have only, you both have, well, sort of only had one each, but it's certainly yeah. max. Um, I would say I've only had one. Do you... Do you feel like you're in an environment where you are even considering angling for the office, like you're with a door, like your own door, no one else is in it? I mean, I'm, well, I'm not with my current, in my current position for a variety of reasons. And it's not, I don't think it comes all down to, to culture. I think it's, you know, 25. I don't know if I expect to be uh, in the same place, working for the same company, doing the same type of work, even, you know, uh, uh, in the not that distant future. Uh, And I think at some point, you know, I'm kind of responding now where, like, I don't think I see far enough ahead to, to have something like that to work towards but i do think that at some point like it's a it's a clear indicator that you've uh, you know that you've achieved you know a certain level in your work that you're providing a, a certain kind of value that that's important uh, so i mean in the abstract yeah i guess so in the mm-hmm. specific not really how do you how do you feel, Max? Yeah, I'd, I'd say something similar. I actually had an office when I started working with the door. Ooh! Uh, As opposed to your other office with the door. That's right. <laughs> um, that's more of a <laughs> yeah yeah. I so um, and it was it was nice to have kind of the the windows and the and the and the private space. I, I'd agree with Sean. I, I'm not particularly working towards uh, a specific office at the moment. It's probably because I don't want to have an office in Reston, Virginia. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I think it's it also depends on what I find myself doing. I mean, there's definitely some, uh, you know, a lot of kind of businesses where if you're sort of in management, it makes sense to have a, a space where people can come to you. And so I, I see that as being... Uh, important, you know, it's tough to. Mm-hmm. I could, would imagine it's tough to find your manager if they're hotel all over the place, and maybe you you resort to calling them, but that's just not the same for a lot of. Well, in the, the hoteling, you then you find a space to to meet in, or someone in higher management is never at in their office with the door, so you just go to theirs. Um, but yeah, I didn't mean to, to cut off your point. Um, 
I think for me, one thing I'm starting to realize, and I haven't heard either of you mention it, but, well, we've talked about work style. And what occurs to me is is, is the idea of a fancy office, you know, cool. Yeah, but I also think there aren't a lot of people who, who have those anymore, where they're really large offices. A lot of ones I see are fairly small spaces. You're not going to... You're not going to have a, a, a meeting of more than a couple people in there. But what I think about is the way I think I enjoy working. And you mentioned a place where people can come to you. I'm happy to go to them. And if I am at all successful whatsoever, I think I'm always going to be okay with like going to somebody's desk and talking with them. Because that happens to be how I think I work best, at least in the, the stuff I've been doing now. Contrary to... to you know me generally not being a fan of people i think when it comes when it comes to actually doing the work i it's it's better to have someone else's ideas even if it's just to check on what you think is a good one and so that kind of collaboration i think i've benefited from the open spaces in that way and times when you know the two of you might be talking about something and i pop my head up and say oh yeah i was looking at that too and and did you think about this and then that that kind of breeds some stuff I think that's somewhat dependent on the work I'm doing right now, but the people that do have offices are are never in them, and the people that are using them is when I want to be able to have take a phone call with three other people or or you know have a, a quick meeting in there. It's it really is used to meet with other people, and if I'm just looking for a space to meet with other people, I don't need a space for myself necessarily. Um. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. work styles are buck wild. Yeah, work <laughs> styles are buck wild. <laughs> Thank you, Michael Rappaport. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Have we have we gotten where we need to go? I think so. And we didn't even sort talk. Of meandered around. Yeah, so no, I don't even. We didn't even get to the fact that that like you. I mean, this is. A different time or something, but you both have your own personal desks at home, and that is something that you know. When Max and I went to IKEA, I was like, "Why do you want one of these?" I, I thought it was insane, but I realize I'm the odd man out. Well, it. I mean, I think for me, you know, I when I work from home, I do my work on that piece of furniture. When we are recording this podcast in our, our typical arrangement, uh, I sit there um, you know it, it holds a monitor it holds uh, a mixer and a microphone stand yeah. um, you know but it also it's an extension of the same thing where like I feel like I work better when I'm in some sort of when, when I'm in a condition that at least resembles being at work and I don't have a kitchen table <laughs> yeah that's that's true that's true yeah I mean, I have a personal desk, but it's pretty much exclusively for painting. And when I work from home, I work from either the couch or the kitchen, dining room, table. Yeah. So no, I think I don't that's... I use it for work. I think that's... I think that's that's right. And I, you know, have a kitchen table or, or a couch or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just... I think it's different. But yeah. No, I, I'm... I'm curious if there if there's anyone listening who does have the hamster wheel desk or is a big proponent of the standing desk. I mean, I guess yeah, sort of are. I mean, I, I like having the flexibility. I wouldn't want to just stand all day. Bike desk. But yeah, if you have a bike desk or a treadmill desk or have 
built a hamster wheel desk like a goddamn lunatic, come and find us on Facebook and Twitter at Pretty Okay Pod. Or if you uh, work in a bank and they still have all those offices with doors, please yeah, let us know. Uh, tell tell us about it. We would love to hear from you. We'd love a virtual tour of your your, <laughs> your bank vault of desks. And now, as I'm sure you all have figured out from listening to this show for a while, that means it's time for Pierce is Sorry. And what are you apologizing for this week? Um, so this came to mind because of... Oh, he keeps... He keeps a list. Oh, no, I... He I keeps a list and checks things off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I assume the list grows faster than it shrinks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just making sure. Uh, so I, I... I have a t-shirt from this thing that I did before second year maybe at school and it was called uva express um basically i came in uh you know a couple weeks before school started and they did the international um what do they call what do you call the week where you come and you kind of get acclimated to school it wasn't a week for us because we were local but like an orientation yeah yeah they do an international orientation day um oh okay um and so I was on a, you know, a UVA, UVA bus, so one of those buses, and it would tr- drive to Dulles and drive back, basically. Oh, wow. And we yeah. put people, put people so on the it. UTS bus? Yeah. Okay, so that's like a city bus, not like a coach bus for those yeah. of you listening. Yeah. So a city bus all the way to Dulles, which is like oh. two and a half hours, and all the way back. Uh, and so I did that, because I, I thought it was an, a nice thing to do, like... You know, the, the parents and kids, and you know, to see a, a UVA student. Um, so, getting there was usually fine, dropping everyone off. On the way back, though, it's then just me and the parents. And I remember one time in particular, and there's what I assume was this, this kid's mother who had just dropped their kid off and is going to go, you know, back somewhere far away for the foreseeable future and not see their kids for a while. So, this this woman is weeping very much weeping and i'm like the only other person on the bus and so i i console them and you know i'm not, I'm not sorry about consoling them this is very good so i'm like i'm very sorry you know i i, I being uva has meant so much to me I, I can only imagine your kid is is gonna feel the same and they don't really respond and i didn't think anything of it because they're weeping but recently when i thought about it and put this on this list that you just saw I'm sorry because I never considered the fact that they might not have been able to speak English. <laughs> so they, didn't, they don't necessarily know why I was talking to them. So I'm sorry for not considering <laughs> cultural barriers. <laughs> I can't even do a good thing. If right. they were crying and you consoled them, and because they didn't speak English, they couldn't tell you were consoling them, you did a piss poor job of consoling them. <laughs> Wait, let me rephrase. I tried to console them. I you just like to stood in front, and was like I'm really sorry. <laughs> then yeah. Oh, oh my god, that's that's a good one. Well, I can't wait to see what else the list holds. But for now, we're gonna close the show with a big idea from pop culture, and I have one that actually pertains to where we are this week. Uh, so that's kind of kind of good. Uh, so. In a, a recent issue of, uh, I believe it was uh, probably GQ, um, uh, there was an interview with Jordan Peele, who wrote and directed Get Out, which is a 
phenomenal movie that you should both see if you haven't yeah, seen I'll it. Yeah, I'll have to go see that. Uh, but before that, he and Keegan-Michael Key starred in a movie called Keanu uh, that prominently features both a uh, an adorable kitten and Method Man. And they shot that movie in New Orleans. Wow. Uh, so, so the interviewer asked him, uh, besides systemic racism, what are you afraid of? Ghosts? And this is his answer. This is Jordan Peele's answer in full. Uh, I want to believe in ghosts. I love ghost stories. We were shooting Keanu in New Orleans, and the whole cast went on this ghost tour led by this like sexy, swarthy guy. Like, uh, if these streets could talk, they'd tell some pretty scary stories, but you probably don't want to hear about that. Uh, I was looking over at Method Man, like, oh my god, I brought a member of the Wu-Tang Clan to this fucking ghost tour. He's going to hate it. At the end of the tour, Method Man raises his hand. I was like, oh, here it comes. (laughs) He goes, sometimes I wake up and I feel something sitting on my chest. What is it? And I'm thinking, it's Blunt's. It's blunts. <laughs> Stop smoking blunts. But the tour guide is like, yeah, that's going to be a night hag. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Method Man, uh, you can you can take take that one of two ways: either stop smoking blunts or uh, get your house checked for night hags. Uh, if you come to New Orleans, go on ghost tours. Uh, you know, I think that's what we got. We've had a lot of good food while we've been here. Seen some cool stuff. We're gonna go see a little, little more cool stuff today. I think this is our, this is our last day. We, in town. Saw, we saw Jordan Crawford go off in a basketball yeah, we game. Did. And if you were concerned, no, he still doesn't pass. Yeah, that'll that'll fly over the head of non basketball fans and and even perhaps some non. Uh, self-hating Wizards basketball fans. He was also on the Celtics. And yeah, that's also true. left the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, thank you to New Orleans for hosting us. Yes. Um, She's a nice lady. Yeah. That is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at PrettyOKPod. Find us at our home on the web at PrettyOKPod.com. We have episodes of this podcast... We have writing. Uh, Ian Wood wrote another uh, another awesome new song Friday piece that is up now. Uh, you can get every episode of the podcast there, or you can head to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. That'd be nice. It would be good. Uh, we would also love if you leave ratings, comments, even just tell a friend about a, you know this podcast. Um, I listen to many other shows, and, and this month they've been doing this drive uh, to to get people to sort of spread the word about podcasts, even if it's not the ones they're actively listening to. But w- yeah. we would like for you to maybe listen to ours. Uh, and I think that's that's probably all the plugging. If you have uh, show topics or would like to come on and talk about something with us. Drop us a line at itsprettyokay at gmail.com. We will be back again next week, sadly in our normal arrangement, uh, to talk about something else. But until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. Thanks for listening. Bye. I put a pound on my kids on your couch. Half of a mongrel and mythical team. Dealing this treacherous thing. Legend says L is a spawn out of hell. The myth is my mama's a murderous queen. Yo, I can hear like in Godfather.
another one. You get the gun as I christen my son. If I die today in this hell, I should pay. Tell the Lord Mike, he said, fuck, it was fun. Every new rack is my dick in a box. We get a doozy, the mullahs a lot. You're getting used to me doing no wrong. I don't play chicken, you prick, I'm a fox. You wanna kick it, I'll give you the rocks. You kiss the wood chipper blade if you bark. I'm fucking magic, in fact, I'm a war like a talk. I got a unicorn for Stop. Goes. And the crowd goes. And the crowd goes. And the crowd goes.